So this afternoon, <coughs> we're going to meditate on the fire at home. So the Buddha said to Rahula, so what is the fire element? The fire element may be either internal or external. Whatever internally belonging to oneself is fire, fiery, and clung to. That by which one is warmed ages and is consumed, and that by which what is eaten, drunk, consumed, and tasted gets completely digested. So right now, digestion is happening and the fire element is strong. So we become aware of our posture. (coughs) Relax. Feel stable, sitting. Check in with our body. a few deeper breaths. Consider the fire element internally. That by which we are warmed. So the warmth on our skin, the heat in our body, This is a sign of life. A lifeless body has no heat. This is a product of reactions in the body. (coughs) Adjusting our inner temperature according to conditions. So the fire element is helping us. It warms us. But it says it also (coughs) ages us. 
interesting idea. And the higher element is, is this burning or this chemical reaction, this change. And part of that change is aging. Is that by which one is consumed? Hmm. The body is used up. As the result of the process of the fire element. We eat and we drink and we taste and then we digest. And all of the food and the nutrients and the fluids broken down, absorbed. And this is because of the fire element. Sometimes when the fire element is is concerned or concentrating on our digestive system, then our extremities become cold. We might feel cool. On a day like this, probably not so much. Because the fire element isn't only internal, it's also external. The sun the warmth, the heat, the burning anywhere to create light, to create heat, And of course, the fire element, like every other element, at least maybe except for space, has a destructive side to it. When it becomes disturbed, as the Buddha would say, the fire element is disturbed. And it burns stone, the forests, the meadows. But the internal fire element, 
terrestrial fire element are the same. We can't own it or control it. We experience it, we feel it. We use it. Very important resource. Digesting our food, cooking our food, warming the body from the inside and from the outside. We couldn't really live without it. So we can appreciate the fire element, the fire. And of course we can also extend the the contemplation to the passion that goes within us. Desire that can be good, that can be the desire for awakening, the desire for a beautiful, holy life. And of course, it can also be harmful, the passion of greed, hatred. I was going to say, or delusion and delusion is behind the unwholesome, always. Because when we understand, when we understand the power of the fire element, we can't control it, but we can make use of it. We can turn our, our fire, our passion to what's wholesome and good. sitting, sitting here in the fire element. Maybe the flames of spiritual uplift, inspiration, arising around us, within us. Making use of this life force, that has the heat, the energy to practice, to let kindness, loving kindness be our, our guide, our inspiration.
So when the Buddha tells Rahulah, develop the meditation that is like fire. And when you develop meditation that is like fire, arisen agreeable and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. What does he mean? So just as people burn clean things and dirty things, excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood, and fire, and the fire is not repelled, humiliated, and disgusted because of that, so to develop meditation that is like fire, so that these agreeable or disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Burning up the thoughts, burning up the feelings. Letting them go, letting them turn to ash and blow away. Unmovable. but powerful, strong. Alive, alert. In a kind of a strange way, calm. story of a monk at the time of the Buddha who was sitting in samadhi in the forest. He was so deep in immersion when a, a couple of the local people who came by saw him there. They didn't see any sign of life. Couldn't detect a breath. No movement. They thought, oh, this monk died here, sitting in meditation. We should do the right thing and cremate his body. So they built up sticks and dry grass and put his body on top of it still in the sitting position and lit it on fire. With the flames around him, he said, well, we've done our proper duty, giving this monk a proper burial, I'd say. And they left. The fire doesn't hurt one, it's in deep meditation. And when the monk came out of meditation, even his robes were not even singed, he just stood up and 
shook them off, shook, shook off the ashes. Took his bowl and walked into town for alms. And the people were shocked and amazed. You might wonder, what can you learn from this story? The one thing is that we can recognize that not everything works the way we think it does. That spiritual practice leads to amazing insight. understanding and a true understanding or knowledge of reality. So we meditate with the object of our choice. Fire or one of the other elements in the breath or whatever, and we allow ourselves by resolving and letting go of unwholesome states and hindrances to go deep within with a mind that is really settled and calm. unaffected by thoughts, sense input, perceptions, 
or maybe even a physical fire. And in that tap, this is where reality can be revealed to understand things that just we can't make sense of from within our consciousness. Now for this we don't need psychic powers. It's just needing the Dhamma.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.